The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. And that telephone number is 919-860-9783. This is Heart Health. Dr. Weefold with us. Hello, sir. I'm here and ready to go. Good. And JT is our engineer. We're glad that he is uh, participating in the show we today. Couldn't, we couldn't do it go. without him. Yeah, we couldn't. Well, he's he's the guy who turns on the microphone. So well, yeah. Essentially, yes, you're right. More than that. The waiting room is open. You call right now at 919-860-9783, and we will get you on the radio with Dr. Weefold. And you are a board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, so there's no part of the body you're going to draw a blank on. I don't think so. And but if, if you, I do, I'll tell you. Okay. I mean, that's the number one thing. I know what I know, yeah. and I know what I don't know. And if somebody has some medicine in their cabinet, and they don't know why they're taking it, you probably can, just on the name, I'm pretty sure. figure it out. Pretty sure. 919-860-9783. On today's show, we're going to talk about a VA pathologist who goofed up, made mistakes maybe 3,000 times. Uh, also, statins and diabetes in the news. And there was an article about tomato juice and some I love study tomato they juice. do. Yeah. I, I like it, too. And, you know, the, the interesting thing about that article is the study was actually done right. And it's very intriguing. But there are some caveats, some some warnings I want to tell about. We're, and we're going to talk about fake news. That is some studies that made the news that are uh, it's so weak. Two, two initials we can't say on the air. Two initials they are? The ones begins with a B. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll start with the VA pathologist. What happened? Okay. It's a very sad story. Uh Robert Levy, L-E-V-Y, was chief pathologist at a very respected VA hospital, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Okay. I've been there, actually. It's a nice town. Yeah. And he was a drunk. Uh, you know, I don't know if, we're, if that's politically correct or not, well, but he was an alcoholic. Yeah. And the sad thing is that they knew it. Really? Yes. And there were many, many um, of his colleagues and his co-workers who raised issues, mm-hmm. and they didn't do anything. So eventually, there were so many vets. These are people who you know, served in our military right. and deserve our highest level of care were either overdiagnosed or underdiagnosed. The worst case was a guy who had a sore throat, he had a lesion in his throat. It was called benign. And later on, when it didn't get better, the guy said, well, listen, this is benign. I'm not going to worry about this. And yeah. A year later, it's stage four throat cancer. And it could have been prevented from spreading. And they went back and looked at the slides. You know, they're always kept. So what okay. they do, those you don't know, a biopsy is where they take a hunk of the meat. Yeah. And then they put it in a, a thing called formalin, which, which makes it preserved. Then they put it in wax and they slice it very, very thin and apply certain stains that will make certain tissue show up. And then they look at them under the microscope. Mm-hmm. 
he was drunk that day. And he just wanted to get through. And so he yeah. just glanced askance. Yeah. And, you know, these are people's lives. These are vets. These are people. These are fathers, mothers, grandfathers, sons and daughters who are subjected to this. And I think there are several lessons to take away. And the VA knew about the fact that he had a drinking problem. And do you know when they finally fired him? How? Oh. After he'd been arrested for a DUI. Yeah, that'll do it. And yeah. the fact that it's the VA, I think, is a big deal. Because the bureaucracy in the VA, they've been caught now several times doing really horrible things. Mm-hmm. So there is a way that they're rewarded, these managers in the VA. One is if they have no problems in the unit, they get a citation. All right. The other is if there is a short waiting list, they get a citation. So I don't know if you remember this, they made up a waiting list. They put the real waiting list hidden, and then they showed a fake waiting list that was not so long. Yeah. So there is a culture within the VA, I think, of unaccountability. Now, President Trump has appointed a new director of the VA. The Mm -hmm. VA has a cabinet-level appointment. So they're in on all the meetings. And let's hope that they can straighten this mess out with the VA, because this is not unique and unusual. Now, what's the take-home lesson for listeners who aren't in the VA? Let me tell you what happened to me. I had a big lump under my left armpit. Guess what? I still have the lump. Okay. But when I went and had it evaluated, there was an MRI. And it was interpreted as being a very serious cancer. Mm. So take your arm off type of cancer. Really? But first 30 days of radiation kind of cancer. So the first thing I did was said, why not a biopsy? And, and these are, I'm not blaming anybody. These are reasoned physicians who are well known and good. Yeah. And I'm not saying anybody was at fault. But I went against what they recommended, and I went to a certain place and convinced them to do a biopsy. The reason why you want to do a biopsy in certain tumors is that it'll cause spreading or metastasis. Right. Right. So for me, my decision was I'd rather take the risk of metastasis than cut off my left arm if I didn't need to. Yeah. And lo and behold, it wasn't cancer. It was a very weird tumor that was benign but is known to look like exact, right. exactly, we Chinese people say Zachary, um, okay. <laughs> Zachary-like, yeah. a bad tumor. Yeah. So, for you listeners out there, if you get a diagnosis that's really bad on yeah. a biopsy, get a second opinion. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. I mean, you get a second opinion if, if you know somebody says you've got XYZ disease, your insurance company will pay for a second opinion. Now, here's what I do not know, is if the insurance companies will pay for a second reading of your biopsy. So if you have something going on, you like this veteran yeah. who got a biopsy, they said it was nothing and it didn't go away. Right. Now, I don't know what the rules are in the VA, and I, don't, I know that in the rest of the country, that biopsy still belongs to you. That's your tissue. Sure. So at the VA, it may have some weird rule that they're not allowed to give it back to you and have you take it somewhere else. Now, my mother was diagnosed with a horrible cancer that gave her six months to live. Yes. So two years later, Uh, I said, is this cancer? So I went to the people who did the biopsy. 
Mm-hmm. I, it was Johns Hopkins. I sent my mom to my alma mater. Yeah. And of course they said, sure, here's the stuff. Let's send it wherever you want. I sent it to Daner Farber Cancer Institute in, in Boston. Mm-hmm. And you know what they said? Yeah. That's no. cancer. Okay. Well. <laughs> so the answer is yes, but she lived 32 years after the diagnosis. Wow. So the answer is she beat it. Yeah. But I, I just, I just, my heart is breaking for these vets. Right. And it's 3, not a thousand. 3,000 misdiagnoses. So the take home lesson is let's straighten up the VA ASAP. Yeah. Let's fire the doctors who are impaired. And yeah. I'm going to say this right now the VA should not be a model of our healthcare system, which is what AOC has said. The, you know, mm-hmm. Alexandra Ortega Cortez, we're going to talk about her later on the show, yeah. has said Medicare for all, and we'll use the VA as a, um example, yeah. as a framework. And I'm telling you right now, write your congressman, write your congresswoman, right. write your senator, and tell them, stay away, AOC. There's a story about statins. Yeah. I take statins. Oh, I take one. A a torvastatin, I think, is what I'm taking. Yeah, I'm taking pativastatin, which is livalo. Pardon? They all end with the word statin? Yes, they do, because that's the type of medicine they are. I also have diabetes, and the combination of the two in the headline of the story indicated that I'm not going to live as long as I planned on. Well, here's it. It came out, and it's a retrospective study. Now, I used to be team physician for Notre Dame. Okay. So I hated Ohio State, but I hated their football team. <laughs> Ohio State's a great university. So yeah. this came out of Ohio State, yeah. and they took uh, a couple thousand patients, but they had already had you know, problems. And about 16% of them uh, were on a statin. So they followed these people, and it turns out there was a greater likelihood of the people who were taking a statin to later on develop type 2 diabetes. Now, what's the problem with this study? Is that you can't tell, okay, why were those people already on a statin and the others weren't? Yeah. As a doctor, we make decisions about why to start a medication. So if I have a 53-year-old gentleman who's yeah. perfectly healthy, yeah. and I've looked at arteries and there's no cholesterol buildup and his cholesterol is elevated, yeah. I'm not gonna put him on a statin. Now, it goes along with obesity, atherosclerotic development, that's cholesterol buildup. I, I start to get into these highfalutin terms sometimes. That's okay. But cholesterol buildup in the arteries, the high, high blood pressure, those make you at higher risk for diabetes. So what I'm trying to tell you is don't stop your statin because you're afraid of getting sugar. It may just be that those people who were put on the statin earlier Right. We're already at higher risk for developing diabetes. Now, yeah. the only way to know would be to take two groups of people, randomize them to get the drug or not to get the drug and see who develops diabetes more. That's the only way you're going to find out. And, and now, here's the ethical. problem. It's unethical. Yeah. Because if somebody has high cholesterol, it's indicated to give them a statin. Putting somebody on a placebo would be unethical yeah. in that situation. So please don't stop your statin. It could have been that the doctor correctly determined 
that this individual is heading toward heart disease and, diabetes. and or diabetes. It goes along together. Let's go ahead and give them a statin. Right. So I've had several patients on the basis of this article stop their statin because uh, they say, I don't want to have gangrene from diabetes. They take it to the extreme, which is what you want to do. You want to not have diabetes because you don't want to have gangrene. But the statin is important. We've dropped the rate of death from stroke and heart attacks tremendously. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it's good medical care. I'm gonna pat myself on the back and the rest of us cardiologists and internal medicine doctors on the back. But it's the statins that have done it. All right. And take it if your doctor, if he or she recommends it, don't stop it because you think you're gonna get diabetes from it. If any of the highfalutin terms confuse you or they confuse me, uh, go ahead and call. In fact, I may you know go what? in the other room and call. Isn't highfalutin no. a highfalutin term? Yeah. Yeah, okay. 919-860. Yeah, that's high, highfalutin. Yeah. 919-860-9783. Dr. Weefald will talk to you about what it is that's going on with you or anything you see in the news. We've got fake news coming up. Not that we're going to present it as if it's true. But things you may have seen in the news, which are probably fake, coming up on this show, News Radio 680 WPTF. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM 680 WPTF. And the telephone number is 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Sadly, I forgot to tell JT to give us the fake news um, song. But that's all right. We'll we'll use it next week. Talk that's to me good. about the fake news from this week. We all see these things on Facebook. I scroll through and it says, oh, take an ounce of this oh every gosh. day and you're going to be fine. Well, uh, these or, two stories, yeah. um, to me, hit home because they're, they're called scare the living daylights out of people. Yeah. So they'll think like me. Okay, sure. So the, the question is, should adolescents smoke? Of course not. Right. They shouldn't vape, and they right. shouldn't smoke. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that. And basically you say, number one, nicotine is an addictive product. Right. Um, I don't know if you remember growing up, you know, marijuana was the gateway drug and it we goes to heroin. That, yes. There hasn't been enough data to find out whether vaping and smoking cigarettes alters the way that kids think, adolescents think, and leads them to other things. So, um, the headline. there's a headline. <laughs> Those few cigarette puffs during adolescence might have altered your brain. Wow. Well, come on now. I didn't smoke at all. I mean, I was the biggest anti-smoker in the world. Yeah. My mother chained smoked. Yeah. You ever heard of Philip Morris cigarettes? Call yeah. for Philip Morris. Yeah. That was the old commercial. Some guy walking around trying to get a hold of Philip Morris, and actually he was slipping him a pack of cigs. Well, she smoked two packs of those for 72 yep. years and died at age 92. So, but I hated it. I just absolutely sure. hated it. And I, you know, didn't smoke as an adolescent. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the terrible thing, and I'm going to tell you all this out there. No, Don't. Boy. Do what I do, do what I say. I picked up the habit when I was 41. Yeah. And I realize now my brain is like my mom's. I mean, it calms me. Is that good? 
let me tell you. That something. your brain is like your mom's. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, she lived ninety two. Okay, of course she had Alzheimer's. I mean, she had Alzheimer's for eight years. I mean, if my ma, if my brain was like my mom's, we would have a conversation about uh, my ability to continue <laughs> on the radio show. But what I'm trying to say is, you don't have to skip. They did MR. This stuff. Okay, let me go back to the study. They did MRIs on people. Yeah. And they said, "Ooh, this MRI is abnormal." Yeah. But they smoked, and and you know, come on. And so what I would love to do yeah. is take those MRIs yeah. and give them to an unbiased individual and have them reread them. And I guarantee you they're going to come up with something different. Remember, people who are in medical uh, academic centers have this publisher perish. So fine, you publish. Yeah. But how do you really get noticed by the dean when uh, you're on TV? Yeah. Yeah. Because all these medical centers now are starving for patients in the sense of that, you know, instead of making a billion, they want to make two billion. So we better get these guys a light under their, you know, their thing. And you know what I'm talking about and and get some patients in. So the more that say XYZ University Medical Center gets on the radio and gets on TV, it's a subliminal thing. You know, wow, they're doing good stuff at this university. I better go there. Yeah. So, yes, okay, the, a couple of puffs, that's what they're trying to say. Even if you had just a couple of puffs when you were 19, your brain is messed. Come on, give me a break. Unlikely. That's fake news. Okay, that's fake totally news. Totally fake news. The other fake okay. news I heard had to do, and it scared me when I heard about it, that there are diseases in the Arctic, locked in the Arctic ice, and that as the Arctic ice melts, the diseases will be become undormant, and they will kill us all. You know what we should have had is recording of a raspberry. You know, you know, you know. Yeah. I, I can't do that in the microphone. Yeah. But give me a break. It no. it's ridiculous. What okay. part of it is wrong? All of it. Okay. All of it. So the concept is that we are immune to all these diseases. Okay. And they're trapped in the permafrost and the Arctic ice. Yeah. And because Donald Trump doesn't want to do something about greenhouse gases, yeah, we're all going to die. Yeah, is you that going to happen? And okay, <laughs> so what's in the Arctic ice? Anthrax. Okay, what's in the Arctic ice? Smallpox. BS. Yeah. Okay, smallpox has been eradicated from the face of the earth. Anthrax. You want to find some anthrax? Go to Texas and dig into the soil, baby. Really? There's anthrax everywhere. Okay. So what is so sad to me about the people who promulgate these types of stories is that it's politically motivated. And that's what I just said. If you don't vote for Bernie, if you don't vote for Elizabeth, okay, you're going to die because Donald Trump is melting the permafrost. And when the permafrost melts, really bad bacteria are going to creep out and they're going to kill you. It's I, a matter of life and death if you vote for Donald Trump. And so this is, this is not something that medical journals should promulgate. And, mm-hmm. and it, it really kills. But let me tell you the, the, the hypocrisy of medical journals, okay? Yes. If I take a pen mm-hmm. or a piece of paper from a drug company... I could lose my license, okay? Sure. Because I'm, I'm being influenced by commercial uh, activities that's gonna make me change the way I practice medicine. Yeah. 
Have you opened up a a copy of the New England Journal of Medicine yet lately? No, mine keeps getting thrown under the porch. So does mine. No, I'm kidding. Okay. It's half advertisements for drugs. Really? Yes. Okay. They can do it. Yeah. You know, and then the greatest thing ever was the the issue that had the article, the editorial saying, doctors should not accept anything from drug companies. You flip the page and there's a huge ad for a drug. So don't listen to this kind of stuff. Okay. We are going to tell you some things that you might have seen in the news. Mumps is a big deal coming back. Yoga can kill you. Yoga can kill you. Well. That sounds good. On the balcony, apparently it you can. You just gave away the story. Details Gosh, coming up on Heart Health. Yes. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Your fake, 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 fake news. Very fake news. What they're singing is Very fake, fake news. news. It's fake, fake, fake. Fake, fake. Is that the CNN and MSNBC yes. choir? Yes, it is. <laughs> Telephone number here, 919-860-9783. Call us. We will stop whatever conversation we're in the middle of and talk about your issue, your question. For Dr. Franklin Weefald of Millennia Cardiovascular, I saw two stories this week. You sent them to me. I thought they were fake news. One was tomato juice. Uh, take a cup of tomato juice and it'll reduce your risk of something. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, okay, tomato juice is really good stuff. Okay. In terms of containing the things that we know are healthy for you. Yeah. Um, so let me read these because I don't, I'm going to be honest. Gamma amino butyric acid, carotenoids, and that's the vitamin K type things, good yeah. for your eyes. Vitamin A, calcium. And, you know, it's good stuff. And yeah. so they did a study, and by they, I mean a, a very good team um, paid boy by, paid for by Kikoman. They make soy sauce? Oh, yeah. My mom, I like that soy sauce. No kidding. Yeah. But anyway, they paid a group of people, because they make tomato juice, apparently. Okay. And have you ever had soy sauce and tomato juice? No. Neither have I. Yeah. Anyway, so this was actually a pretty good study. They got people, and they said, okay. They followed them and they said, drink a bunch of tomato juice, okay? And they all had high blood pressure. Now, this is very interesting, right? Because what's in tomato juice? Salt. Yeah. And I tell people not to drink tomato juice when they have high blood pressure. And have you ever had low-salt tomato juice? Yes, terrible. Oh, I think you'd (laughs) rather drink Clorox, okay? (laughs) I'm serious. Okay. So, but guess what? Yeah. On average, their blood pressure fell from what we call um, AHA stage two down to stage one. Yeah, yeah. So Without changing their meds. So this is the thing that I think is an example of a pretty good study. Because a really good study is where they take half the people and give them something fake, and then half the people and give them the real stuff. Problem is you can't get fake tomato juice. Yeah. What they might have been able to do is put the tomato juice in a capsule, right? Yeah. Like, but you'd have to take 30 capsules a day. Yeah. So I guess this is a pretty good study because the, the things I talked about before as being bad studies are retrospective, if you hear that, or meta-analysis, if you hear that, take it with a 
grain of salt. No, with a glass of tomato juice. Okay. okay. So the whole point is, this was a prospective study. They looked at people starting at day zero, going to day plus 5,000, as opposed to going from day zero to day minus 5,000. Yeah. So retrospective analysis is bad. Prospective analysis, well, not always bad, but mostly bad. Prospective analysis is good. So the surprising thing was that the salty, good-tasting stuff actually lowered your blood pressure. Okay. I thought it was fake. Uh, I I assumed it was. And don't say you could have had a V8, because I think V8 is mostly tomato juice. Okay. But they got carrot juice in there, other kinds of juice. I like V8. I have V8 every morning. You know why? No. I can't swallow my pills without something thick to coat my esophagus as the pills go down. So I drink a big old glass of V8 every morning. The other story that I thought was fake nope. was about these nope, nope, kids nope. who got werewolf syndrome. Yep, and it's a true syndrome. We made syndrome. the conscious decision not to air Warren Zevon's Werewolves of London. Well, you know, it's such a PC world, and we didn't want somebody calling us up and saying we're making fun of babies who are sick. But this is the good news. Yes. And I'm going to go straight to the good news. Please. It, 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 they all had a happy ending, and they all got better. So, what happened? In Spain, there was a pharmacist, a good guy. He just made a mistake. He Oops. mixed a batch of medicine yeah. that was going to go intravenously into little babies who were you know, not doing well and being in the hospital, called a meprazole, Prilosec. We take it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, in Spain, they can give it intravenously. Okay? So, they gave uh, what they thought was a meprazole. And... What did they give? Minoxidil. Now, I don't know how he did that. I mean, I mean, omeprazole. Now, maybe in Spanish, no, it's, I, you know, minoxidilio and minoxidalio. I no, don't know. I know what but it I'm is. I'm not making fun of Spanish people. Come on, don't call in. I saw this on a movie once. Yeah. Mr. Gower. Really? Mr. Gower mixed up the medicine in, in the in the, the drugstore, and uh, it's a wonderful life. Oh, my gosh. Because he was drinking. Oh, my gosh. And he was sad about his son. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyway, so... So you made a mistake. Yeah, but what does minoxidil do? In men, okay, and actually women, they women take this, too. They spread it on their head. Yeah. And it grows hair. Yeah. And also, it's sort of... I've used it on a couple of people for refractory high blood pressure, because it is a powerful drug. I mean, one milligram of this stuff might drop your blood pressure down to nothing. And they got werewolf syndrome. Well, every single square inch... Except the palms of their hands and the soles of their feet was covered with hair. And, you know, this is the one time I wish I was on TV instead of radio so you could see what this looked like. Google it. I mean, you ever seen a picture of a baby werewolf? That's, That's them. And why would it cause them to grow so much hair and not an adult male? Right. You know, and and so... They were werewolves. I mean, that's werewolf syndrome. You get intravenous minoxidil. When you're a baby, you're going to grow hair on every square inch of your body. Yeah. Now, the good news and the reason why we can laugh about this in a certain sense, it's not that we're laughing at the parents. We're not laughing at the families. But, hey, come on now. Um, anyway, it all went away. They stopped the medication. Yeah. The hair went away, and they all went back looking to normal. Now, what's the lesson in this? Okay, medicines are good, but when mistakes are made, they can have bad consequences, okay? Yeah. And thankfully, it turned out all good. 
But that's the other thing is that, you know, when, and I, again, don't get mad at me. Don't be PC. Yeah. Because you imagine, you know, when the guy's like seven years old and he's got his grandson, <sighs> he'll oh. say, Sonny, you want to see a picture when I was a baby? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, listen, they if really, it happened to me, I would want that picture as long as I got better. They really looked like chimpanzees. Don't say that word. No, they, they did. Yeah. They did. The hair was, it was beautifully formed. Yeah. And it was symmetrical yeah. and it was combable. You know, there, there is a syndrome in adults where they have hair on their faces. It's very bad. It's very tough. And, and it's psychological problems too with these. And so there's a group of them, instead of shaving their entire face, yes. they just let it grow. And it, it's, it's kind of cool actually, but I feel, you know, obviously we feel sympathy for them because there are individuals in the world who will sit there and, and ridicule them and, yeah. and it's bad. But, you know, I didn't want to talk about this, but since you brought it up, there are adults who have a genetic defect and it causes them to grow hair over their entire face. And it's just real tragic and they don't know what to do. But uh, these people are going through life. If you see somebody who's yes. an adult and yes. who has this, yes, give them the respect that yes. any human being deserves because it's not their fault. Sure. You know. Sure. Telephone number here, 919-860-9783. The waiting room is empty. You have a question for the doctor, whether it's about cardiology or anything we've spoken about today or something off the beaten path. I get bit by a tick. Found a tick on my belly. No way. On my belly. Were you rolling around in the no, clover? No, you know, you know what made me worried about it? I teach during the week. I got this tick on a Wednesday field trip. Didn't find it till Thursday morning. Now, how many of the kids might have been exposed yeah. to a tick? Should yeah. I worry about that? No. Um, here's the thing. Uh, you should never worry about getting an illness from a tick. You should always just follow up with your doctor. What are the tick illnesses that you that are coming on the acorn encephalitis or that's mosquito? I'm sorry, but the all the tick-borne illnesses. Mm-hmm. If you have a tick bite, you don't necessarily have to run off to the doctor. But if you're sick and you have any kind of symptom after a tick bite, don't diagnose yourself with that. Yeah, because there are all sorts of ways that these tick-borne illnesses will present themselves. And feeling run down and fatigued and muscle aches is one of the symptoms. Just call your doctor up, and he or she will take a look at you. There are sometimes you can get a local infection from a tick bite. That needs to be attended to. Yeah. Um, but I'm not one to say worry about a tick bite. If you get a tick bite, you got to make sure the tick gets out. You got to make sure all the tick is out. And everything. Yeah. Well, is that because the disease will keep going in? No, because if you leave part of the tick in you, Yuck. it'll get infected. And okay. that's the reason why you want all the tick out. All right. Now someone we can... Not joke about, but she did it to herself. Yoga. Yoga can, can be, kill you. Where was this woman doing yoga? <laughs> okay. This woman was a great yoga instructor. Yes. And, you know, I call this the Instagram syndrome. Do you yeah. have Instagram? No. Okay. So, Instagram, you want followers. You sure. want likes. Yeah. And so, these people who are influencers, you know what that is? So they have so yeah. many followers yeah. that companies pay them for their Instagram followers 
because they think, you know, hey, we can do a little advertising here. You'll hold a can of Coke sure. in your next Instagram picture and a million people will see it. Yeah. Well, this has encouraged people to do stupid things. Okay. And this woman, really? great yoga instructor, looks great in yoga pants. Okay. She decided to do a pose on yeah. the balcony railing. Okay. Yeah. Eight stories above the ground. That is not smart. So she sets up her iPhone and it's, you know, one of these with the super duper camera things. Yeah. And she sets it up. I don't know if she said, you know, was able to say, hey, Siri, snap this now or something like that. But she's focusing on getting herself in the picture and she's doing this yoga pose. Yeah. She's got her head facing downwards. Yes. She's got her thigh on the railing and then one of her other legs straight up in the air and she's, you know, ah. And? She falls. 80 feet to the ground. Now, with the reason why we can talk about it in this way, she lived yep. and she got a bunch of broken bones and I can guarantee you one thing. Hmm. She's yeah. never going to do that again. Yeah. So the Instagram, I'm going to call it a disease, okay? The Instagram yes. syndrome. There are couples who are influencers. Sure. Okay. And I'm not going to talk about this in detail because they died, but they wanted to, they, they, they go over the fences at the Grand Canyon uh, lookout yeah. Yeah. to take a picture of them kissing. Yeah. Or, you know, one of them was, um, you know, the, uh, what's that dance that they do, the tango? Yeah. You know, where the woman gets bent over and the man's sure. holding her. They wanted to do a tango pose over the Grand Canyon. And? And they tangoed didn't. into the canyon and died. And so this concept of I'm an Instagram influencer. Yeah. I have a million followers. Now, I got in trouble with Twitter. Okay. You did? Yeah. I mean, when I first started Twitter, when I would say something outrageous... I'd get a bunch of likes and a bunch of followers. And so it's a natural thing to want to be liked. It's a natural thing to want to be popular. Mm -hmm. So I got in a little bit of trouble saying some things I shouldn't have said. And I got a little, not a, a big slap on the wrist from the medical board. I'm, you know, I don't hide anything, but I think it's an illness. I think it's a disease it, where, you know, you have to be popular. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's also FOMO. Yeah, fear, the of, fear missing of missing out. out. And yeah. so these people are attached, you know, to their screens. And I just feel sorry for this lady because, and here's the, here's the, the sad thing. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. She'll probably get more followers. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. She'll, she'll live stream her um, physical therapy yep. from now on and she'll get a lot of people, yeah. you know, support. Now her. the craziest thing would What's be that? if she tried it again to this time not, not fall. Not Let's hope thing. not. That's for not. her sake. Vitamins and antioxidants, also mumps coming back. And a shout out coming up next. News Radio 680 WPTF and Heart Health. Well, you know you make me wanna shout, kick my heels up and shout, throw my hands up and shout, throw my head back and shout. Come on now, don't forget to say you will. Telephone number for Heart Health is 919 Six zero nine seven eight three. Last segment of the program is usually devoted, to, at least part of it, to shout-outs. Yes, you've got a patient who's done something yeah, really. Good. I have permission from yeah. this guy, John Allen. John, if you're listening, I love you. John came into the office multiple times. He's yeah. a pacemaker, and he's had a stent, and he's a good guy. Yeah, and he's having this weird symptom that he had difficulty describing. And it was 
he said he, his transfer case in his heart <laughs> yeah, 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 wasn't yeah. actually working correctly. Now, here's the problem, you know. What's that? He was right in this term, in terms of what it felt like. But the problem is, I am so mechanically uninclined <laughs> that I couldn't quite put it all together. So by the fourth time, yeah. I decided to look at his pacemaker in a very special way that you normally don't do. I kind of figured out that every now and then his pacemaker was going backwards instead of the top part pacing first yeah. and then the bottom part. He had an unusual intracardiac and inside the heart electrical connection that would every now and then, like once a day, make it yeah. go backwards. So could yeah. you imagine how it feels to have the bottom part beat first and then this top part beat second? So it's like your transfer case <laughs> Is not letting the, I don't know, the power get through right. Yeah. So I fixed it. Yeah, good for you. So here's the lesson. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, when I was at Johns Hopkins, Philip Tumulty, rest his soul, one of the, uh, probably the greatest clinician next to William Osler, who's also from Johns Hopkins. Yeah. And he had a saying, listen to your patient, he'll tell you what's wrong with him. And yeah. John Allen told me what was wrong with him. Here's the problem. Yeah. I didn't understand his terminology. Because of me, not him. I mean, here's a mechanically inclined guy yeah. who knows what a transfer case is and knew how to describe it correctly. Yeah. So there should be at times doctors saying, maybe he's right and I'm not understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mumps. We, is this one of the ones that we've nearly eradicated? Yeah, MMR vaccine. You get it? Forget it. And And it's foolproof and you're going to tell yes. me it doesn't cause other things and the mumps is in the united states yes. nearly unknown until yes. until we had a bunch of unvaccinated people it wasn't their fault come in from outside the united states and according to the federal law they're detained in in detention centers and unfortunately there mm-hmm. are now 900 to 1000 cases of mumps in the detention centers. Now, you may think, oh, mumps, you know, that's the swelling of the glands and stuff like that. No, mumps can actually be very detrimental to adult males. Mm-hmm. They could cause, uh, how do I put this on the radio? It can destroy your testicles. Um, that's another area that's infected or affected yeah. Yeah. by the mumps virus. So if you don't believe in vaccines, please understand that they've wiped out diseases that can be very bad. And if you really think the vaccine has a, has a bad side effect, let me just tell you something. Breathing kills you. There's a study we didn't talk about. Living yeah. in a city that is big, you know, a million people, is equivalent to smoking seven cigarettes a day in terms of the particulate matter and the carcinogens that enter your lungs. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Hold your breath? No. You're going to take the vaccine because the risk of getting an adverse event from the vaccine is far, 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 I can't say far enough times, Yeah, outweighed by the benefits of not getting the disease. And the people who are perhaps unvaccinated who are coming into the country, again, they're coming from right. country, This is they're coming from the third world. Right. And the idea that they are then going to be in these, these centers. Right. 
right next to each other it would be surprising to me if they don't that get they're not is. tossing things around. Yeah. Right. Right. And the other, the other thing to remember is that there are close to 900,000 of these individuals mm-hmm. and their children, because a kid gets you in, yeah. who are coming to the country every day. And when you hear one has died mm-hmm. and they say it's Trump's fault because he's keeping a detention center, just remember, out of a million people, a certain number are going to die every month. That's natural. Okay. So they haven't given out the statistics about whether the death rate in the detention centers is higher than would be expected. But remember, the death rate in these third world countries, for children especially, yeah. is much higher than the death rate in the United States of America. Vitamins and antioxidants. Yeah. The headline was what? That okay. I, and this I, is interesting. Okay. Because I think it really cuts to the matter of what do we do with the data that we we get? Mm-hmm. And I believe the data, but then what you do about it is something different. So they knew, for example, that if you had a very high LDL or bad cholesterol level, mm-hmm. you had a higher risk of heart disease. Did yeah. that mean if you took something to lower the level, it was gonna reduce heart disease? That turned out to be correct. Okay. They also showed that if you had a low HDL level, you had a higher risk of heart disease. So these companies invested billions and billions. Carl Sagan's one of my fans. I mean, not one of my fans. I was one of his fans. Billions and billions of dollars on these drugs that would raise the HDL. And, you know, these company CEOs got on TV and said, we've got it. Yeah. We got a drug that raises HDL. Their stock price goes way up. They do the studies, and guess what it shows? Not only does it not help you, it kills you. So now we've got an, um, a, a really good article. Yeah. Very thorough, looking at people who have a low B12, people with low vitamin D levels, people with low XYZ vitamin levels. And guess what? They have a higher risk for certain diseases. Now, What's the knee-jerk response to that? Take vitamins. Right. I'm going to take some vitamins now. Right. And so people with normal levels will say, wait a minute, I better not get a low level. I better go take those vitamins. Yeah. So Shakely, you know what that company is? Yes. And and Amway? Yeah. Billions and billions of dollars. A lot of money. I've got patients who will refuse to pay a $5 copay for a medicine their heart needs. And I always make people come in and bring their pills and everything they take. Yeah. In one huge bag is yeah. $300 worth of vitamins they're taking. And in one small bag are the prescriptions I told them. Well, I don't tell anybody yeah. to take yeah. a medicine. So we already did a, a study last week. Maybe taking all these vitamin supplements don't work. And remember, the reason why people maybe have low vitamins is because there's something wrong with their body to begin with and they don't absorb them from the food. All right, make an appointment just with yourself to be here four o'clock Saturday, next Saturday. Heart health. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.